You're listening to a podcast from the South China Morning Post. If you have ever caught a subway train in Hong Kong, in New York, London, or Melbourne, the videos being shared on Chinese social media and reposted on Twitter are horrifying. What you are listening to is the sound of a subway tunnel deep underground in the city of Zhengzhou in Henan province. That's not trains you can hear. It's a sound of floodwaters that have turned the railway tracks into a raging river. Carefully walking along the edge of this tunnel, above the water that's rushing past, are people who have just escaped the train carriage they were in. The man filming this on this phone just said, this is like a horror movie, oh my god. But these are the lucky people who managed to escape. There are other videos being shared of people on subway trains up to their neck in water. There's images of torrents of water pouring out of elevator shafts into subway stations. Above them, at ground level, volunteers are forming rope teams to pull people up from underground shopping malls. In the past few days, the city of Zhengzhou, roughly 700 kilometers southwest of Beijing, has received the most amount of rain in its history. It's a disaster unfolding in a city that has a history of going back 10,000 years and that today is home to more than 10 million people. The massive wildfires in North America, the destructive floods in Germany, the global climate emergency has now come to one of China's most historic megacities. You're listening to Inside China. I am Mimi Lau. Exactly one year ago, we were putting together a podcast looking at the flood crisis in the Yangtze River and the fears about the massive Free Gorgeous Dam. The Yangtze is China's largest and longest river. This year, the crisis is unfolding along the Yellow River. We call it Huanghe in Chinese. as China's second longest river. It is also called Mother River or the Cradle of Chinese Civilization. Right now, far more than 100,000 people have been relocated to escape these floods in Zhengzhou, and the death toll is still rising. And just like one year ago, right now, there is an extreme concern about a number of dams as they bridge warning levels for capacity. The People's Liberation Army has already reported that the Yihe Tan Dam in Luoyang City, just west of Zhengzhou, is in danger of collapsing at any moment. State broadcaster CGTN is reporting another dam south of Zhengzhou has already collapsed. And the weather forecast is for more rain, much more. So as we do quite often on this podcast, we warn you that this is a developing story and we remind you that my colleagues on the China desk and video desk here at the South China Morning Post will be bringing the latest updates 24 hours a day on scmp.com. 
Zhengzhou is the capital city of Henan province. It's considered the crossroads for China. A city in the heart of China's central plains, with Beijing to the north, Shanghai to the east, Guangzhou to the south, and Xi'an to the west. It's got several major universities and is considered one of the major centers for textiles, manufacturing, and medical research. It's also the major transport hub for central China. It's got the largest railway container center in the entire country. It's got the largest fleet of trains, and its railway connects China to Europe. In fact, the Zhengzhou railway station is called the heart of China's rail network. It's not only the busiest station with more than 150,000 people passing through each day. It's where the Beijing-Guangzhou railway line and the Lianyungang-Lanzhou railway both meet. Maybe that doesn't interest you that much, but what if I told you Zhengzhou is also the home for a place called iPhone City? That's one of the massive Foxconn factory in China, the place most probably where the iPhone you're using right now was made. But this is all background to help you understand how important the city is. All day today, I've been on Chinese social media, finding the stories of survivors from the flooded subways of Zhengzhou. These are some of the survival tales from last night that were reported by Chinese media today. The rushing water began to spill over as we were about to approach Zhengzhou East Station. So the train didn't stop and continued ahead. Halfway, the train stopped and began to backtrack to the previous station. And that's where we got trapped. This was an account of one woman trapped underground in a train carriage on Line 5. Others were also crying around me. Some were anxious and some were impatient, while some were trying to comfort us. We made a pact together to refrain from saying anything negative. Most of us remained silent as we focused our efforts, trying to connect to the world outside to get help. But there was almost no response. I guess the phone lines must have jammed. Thankfully, one lady managed to reach rescuers outside, and she kept updating the rescuers about our situation. But the worst moment came around 9 p.m. when the water level outside the train window was taller than a person. As we looked towards the tail of the train, most of the compartments were already totally underwater. Train passengers trapped in carriages underground posting to social media as they watch water levels rise up to the window and keep rising past the height of their heads. People dealing with the panic as water rushes into the train carriage. A lady said rescuers outside were pumping water. But looking at the overwhelming flood, I felt hopeless, preparing myself for the fact that I wouldn't make it out alive. When I saw the water level had reached our heads, I began sending out my last goodbye messages and arranging affairs after my death with loved ones. Air was quickly running out. Someone attempted to break open the train doors, but thankfully he was stopped, or we would all have died immediately. We came up with the idea to break open the higher windows towards the ceiling in the first compartment with fire extinguishers where the water level was not so high. Ventilation improved soon after, and that was when rescuers arrived. One woman identified as a TV program host posted this on her social media. 
All emergency rescue units and firemen, please come and save us. We're trapped in a Line 5 tunnel. Please help spread this message. The water inside the train is chest deep. I can no longer speak. Please help. SOS. Elsewhere in the city, there are reports of people panic buying fresh water and supplies, while some shops without power and without internet who can't process electronic payments are simply allowing people to buy on cash or on loan. Troops from the People's Liberation Army have been mobilized for emergency construction of the dams threatened with collapse. Echo Xie is in our Beijing bureau. She spent most of her summer last year reporting on the floods along the Yangtze River, and now she finds herself covering the floods again on the Yellow River. Echo, can we start with the background of the floods, which seems to be happened really quickly when the rain started pouring in to Zhengzhou City on Saturday, and for it to accumulate to what it is now. Can you explain to us what is happening there? What is causing such a severe flood there? Okay, so the Zhengzhou's Meteorological Bureau said the heavy rain in the city was like the severest in 1,000 years. And uh, we can see the intensity of uh, the heavy rainfall in the city is really unseen. And uh, it is largely related to the typhoon infa, I think, this time, uh, because of the um, typhoon and the and the Western North Pacific subtropical high pressure that brings water vapor to Henan in central China. That's the reason which is kind of different from the heavy floods uh, last summer in southern China. You said it is the worst rainfall, the worst torrential rain seen in Zhengzhou in the past 1,000 years. And the, yeah. the official media also reporting saying the rainfall accumulated in the past three days is actually close to a year worth of record Zhengzhou has seen. The precipitation recorded in the past three days in Zhengzhou was the largest uh, precipitation in the past uh, 60 years, according to the local meteor- meteorological bureau. Mm. And can you take us back to last year, where the floods in Yangtze River in south of China, how does that situation compare to what is happening in Zhengzhou right now? Okay, so last year, China's floods started in the south, um, in the Guangxi Zhuang region and the Guizhou province in June, I think. And it finally affected over a dozen provinces along the Yangtze River. Um, So the water level of over 400 rivers went above the flood control line since June, and 33 of them were at the record high levels. The the reason was a combination of climate change and human behaviors. So for, um, I, I think... Um, climate experts have made it clear that global warming has led to an increase in the frequency and the intensity of extreme weather events. And that was what we had seen um, last summer. Uh, besides, um, some experts also pointed out that dam building and the 
land reclamation of lakes um, had made the situation worse. The piece you published last year identifies some of the contributing issues to the flood problem. Uh, people are making extra dams, land reclamation of lakes. Is that similar to what's been happening in the north along the Yellow River? The floods and heavy rainfalls we have seen in Zhengzhou and in uh, the central province of Henan uh, were largely related to uh, the typhoons. It is different from the situation um, in last year, uh, which is related to uh, some human behavior such as dam building or land reclamation of lakes. How come other parts um, in Henan province or other cities around Zhengzhou were not so severely hit? Yeah, I think for, for one reason, Zhengzhou is a big city and it is one of the hardest hit places. So there were so many uh, reports on Zhengzhou and uh, people sharing videos and uh, their situations on social media. And another reason is I think in other places like counties or towns uh, neighboring Zhengzhou, they were also severely affected. I can't name others, but I think uh, towns and counties neighboring Zhengzhou were also affected. And uh, over 100,000 people were discharged by the authorities. Echo, you picked up a Greenpeace report last week that looked at how climate change would impact China. Can you tell us what you found? Okay, I think one of the main findings of their report is that they found extreme heat and extreme rainfall had increased in frequency and intensity over the past 60 years in the three major regions in China, which are the Beijing, Tianjin, Hebei region in the north, the Yangtze Delta in the east, and the Pro River Delta in the south. Also, uh, they found out that Beijing had the fastest rise in average temperature over the past six decades, and Shanghai had the fastest rise in heat waves. So these floods um, are being talked about as yet another example of the effects of the climate emergency. Is there much more information about the climate trends for China and how they are affecting rainfall? I think it is quite clear that um, global warming had increased the the frequency and the intensity of extreme e- events. And according to the China Climate Change Blue Book published in 2019, uh, from the 1960s to 2018, there has been an increase in extreme heavy heavy rainfall events in China. And uh, since the mid-1990s, the frequency of extreme rainfall has increased dramatically. So Echo, what other stories are you focusing on after this unfolding disaster in Zhengzhou? Mm, I like to check out the situation in the cities or towns near Zhengzhou to see how uh, were they affected, how about the floods or rainfalls in those places as they haven't been paid much attention to. So I think I will do that in the next following days. Echo, thank you so much for your hard work. We know that you spent your last summer working entirely on floods over China, and you're doing again this year. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. That's all for this week's Inside China. A reminder once again to check on our website, scmp.com, for the latest updates on the news from the city of Zhengzhou and the areas around Henan affected by the flooding. 
While we were recording this episode today, the death toll of the flooding had doubled, and the numbers of people forced from their homes had increased to 200,000. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Mimi Lau. Stay safe and bye for now.